Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Welcome back to our podcast, session two. We're talking about company culture, human-centered culture, and inclusive policies. We have our co-host here, JC. Hey, JC. Hey, pleasure to be back. Up in the frozen tundra of Buffalo, New York. That's right. And then we have a special guest, the CEO of Legacy HR, Julissa. How you doing, Julissa? Hello, everyone. By the way, if you have not been to Julissa's website, we'll make sure on our last episode, we give you all her contact information, but it's pretty awesome. And it says right on there that she drinks approximately two cups of coffee a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my second one. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I, I bring that up because we're talking about human-centered and human-centered leadership. And like both JC and I went on your website separately, but at the same time, and we were both were like, that's so cool so but it really like it does it brings the human part to it so let's i'm going to ask you some questions as you know as an hr expert you have um you know more than 15 years experience in hr what can we and our listeners do as everyday leaders regardless of their title um what can they do in to be human centered in their approach to uh, managing a company and managing other human beings yeah, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually a Luma Human Center Design Practitioner, so I actually got certified in it. But the funny thing is, is that I was approaching my HR work in a human-centered way before. And so what Luma defines human-centered design is that you're taking into account all of the stakeholders' experience and trying to come up with holistic process or view. Usually, uh, it's kind of funny. Most uh, most people that get the Luma Human Centered Design uh, it, are people in the nonprofit or in tech because it's really mm. like talking about community building or community impact or developing um, you know a customer journey and making sure that it's positive. Um, and I had a peer who she actually was a facilitator for that, and she's like, "You should just get certified. You totally approach your your work in that way." And what she meant is. Before I make a decision, I'm always like, okay, what's required, right? As HR folks, we can't get around. Our job is to keep the company safe, right? It's keeping the company safe and also uh, keeping, you know, supporting the employees. So from a compliance standpoint, what's required? Um, From a management standpoint, what are the goals and strategy? And from uh, an employee standpoint, how is this going to feel? Like what, you know, are they going to feel supported? If not, do we need to bring them in? At what point do we bring them in, right? So that, to me, that's kind of what human-centered is, 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 is meaning you're not from the top down having to create things, and it's really let's collaboratively collaboratively work on these things. Absolutely. Thank you for that. You know, I never heard of Luma before until I went to your website when we yeah. first met. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about it either. <laughs> and then my friend was like, 
you're totally already doing this. I might as well get certified in it. And I was like, um, I learned so many different tools that I can use in order to uh, get a better understanding of experience and and, and get better uh, at facilitating brainstorming sessions and, and getting more, uh, creating a safe environment so people feel safe enough um, to provide their feedback in the moment. Safe feedback. enough. Safe enough. Safe enough to provide the feedback. Mm-hmm. Psychological safety. That overall feeling, that belief that you could share your thoughts, your opinions, mm-hmm. your ideas freely without fear of being degraded or shamed. And a human-centered leader takes that stance to solicit regular, uh, regular and systematic feedback, not only from those close to them, but the entire workforce. They take constructive criticism very seriously, and they're committed to learning and adapting. These leaders are sometimes more modest than you realize, though, and they seek aid only when necessary. And sometimes they only apologize when necessary as well. But what we could do within our organizations is start to focus on those leaders that take that stab at creative problem solving. And they might base themselves on activities where they put people first, whether the problem is making a product better, process, service, or or something else at the end of the day. The safety of it all, though, opens the doors and the gateways. And it's interesting that you mentioned Luma because a lot of what I just said kind of intrinsically ties with what you've mentioned as well, I believe. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just an interesting approach. And I honestly, especially with COVID, I feel like um, employees are wanting to be a part of the solution and are wanting to provide feedback and are wanting this um, this level of transparency. And so I, I see more and more organizations really bringing them into the fold in order to make some of these these decisions, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing about, you know, human-centered leadership, it, it's putting other human beings, you know, first and before profit, before... CEOs bonuses, um, making sure that you talk to your employees when you're making decisions. If you know the biggest thing that's out there right now is uh, the mandates of coming back into the workplace. Uh, I can't go too yeah. too, di- too deep into this because we could have a whole other podcast on this and my heated feelings about all of this. So we're gonna just <laughs> let's not. Let, we could use Twitter as an example. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, that's gonna be a different podcast, folks. So we're gonna to skip over that <laughs> and we may need to have you know earmuffs on for little ears and in, in that, that podcast so um, <laughs> it's, it's you- interesting twitter aside though for a second if we take a look at uh, uh like from the leadership perspective and the human focus like you mentioned um what the what the people of houston had just gone through and julissa i think you're going to relate with me on this you mentioned it in the last episode the boiling of the water i do believe that from a leadership perspective they received word about that at 7 p.m. the evening prior, but most people didn't hear about it on social media till like 4 a.m. or 6 a.m. the next morning, if not After later. I drank water because I was gone. I was gone. I didn't know there was a power outage. I, I was drinking water and I'm looking on, you know, social media and it's like, boil water. <laughs> and I'm like, right. <laughs> so, so with the human focus there, if, if there was more of a gentle shift in leadership, from that particular perspective, in that specific instance, it would be more care and approach for the actual human that might consume the bad water prior to letting it just fester all night long and let you know after the fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
if if, you, if our listeners, if you've never heard of human-centered leadership, I really, really encourage you to look it up. Um, you know, if you have a leader at your organization that is not human-centered, uh, just giving them an article or shoving it down their throat isn't going to change them. You really have to talk about the bottom line, to be quite honest. That's what usually changes people's minds of um, how they're going to be inclusive and more human-centered in the workplace. But the number one thing I would say it, where to start is owning up to mistake to your own mistakes and then forgiving other people for mistakes, including your employees, because you know what? We learn by screwing up and Absolutely. we need it. We need to screw up at home, too, in Absolutely. order to learn and say, OK, we all got through that. You're still on board. Um, all is forgiven. and We're not going to talk about this again. That's the biggest point that I hate mm -hmm. when people are you know, talking about, well, four years ago, you did this. And it's like, well, if I'm still yeah. employed here, we need to kind of get over that. <laughs> I four years ago, it's pre-COVID. And that seems like a decade ago. <laughs> My goodness, I yes. cannot believe it is uh, 2023. Um, and I was literally just driving somewhere to pick up some uh, packages today. And I was like, I still feel like it's 2019 or 2020. We went through so much. And what we're talking about today has a huge impact on, on your bottom line because company culture does affect the bottom line with attracting and retaining staff. Absolutely. I want to talk- Resignation is a direct impact of this, right? Oh, there were a lot of organizations that were very human during COVID and were very human knowing that everyone has a different situation. You know, let's work together to figure out the hybrid remote working policy. Let's work together to figure that out versus- hey, we're, we're all going back to work and we saw a mass exodus when that happened, right? And so even if they did decide to do a hybrid policy, I think just being more human about the approach and creating a policy um, allowed people to see, okay, they actually do care or, you know, like they're actually listening to us. So um, right. you know, that's a direct example there. This leads right into what I want to talk about next in our next episode. And let's talk a little bit more about inclusive policies. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.